0: Welcome to Inside Abode, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing? I'm your host, Dave Jones, and we are here with another episode of Inside Abode. We're in the middle of summer. It's nice out, and we were just laughing about, my guest and I were just laughing about how we're, (laughs) most times we're inside because this is our busy season, (laughs) and so all you teachers and you folks that are enjoying your summer, I hope it's going so well for you. Um, And thank you for being here and listening. If you are listening, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate everybody that's listening and before I get into the guest I want to just like every episode I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast we try to drop every week and sometimes I'm human I'm not I I think I probably have a few more episodes in this season and then we'll um, take a break and then get into the fall season but uh, I want to just invite you to hit the hit the subscribe button and then you can watch us on YouTube as well and and you can um, yeah just enjoy the podcast there's something for everybody go back in the archives there's we've talked about all kinds of things um, so let me get into my guest today. My guest has 30 years in the title industry, 30, and then 25 years with CW Title, who is uh, one of our collaborators or partners with Windermere Real Estate. Um, and he also is, I just found this out, he also is a UW Husky. <laughs> so that Adults. is also good. Too. <laughs> yeah. Troy St. George, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Good,
1: Dave. Thank you for having me be here i appreciate that um yeah it's exciting this is a great format and you do some great stuff
0: so excited to be here today! thank you no thank you and you just you just like made my day you just said Uh that you actually listened to the podcast (laughs) which is just it's 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 still weird to me that people listen to my voice in a podcast like i do for other podcasts and stuff like that i just it, it blows my mind um, so, anyway, I appreciate you for doing it for listening as well. And everyone else is listening 100%. To you, so. Yeah. So, um, so how's your summer been so far, man? Before we get into the questions, how's your summer been?
1: Well, unlike most summers for the last couple of years, not as busy as usual. Uh, yeah, I actually hey. had some time to get away, play a little golf, which is uh, oh. atypical for this time of year. But uh, it's been going in good. There. It's going good. The uh, Obviously, in a condensed market like we're in right now, leaves a little bit of more opportunity for for free time but no it's been good it's been good yeah yeah
0: good well yeah we're all i think we're all hoping you know not hoping as we were laughing before like we complain when we're busy and we complain when we're not busy uh in this industry so that's just the way it goes but um i i for one am pretty optimistic that we are heading in the right direction yeah. um i'm not going to say we're there yet and it might be until next year or whatever but at least like it felt like when we were in 22 excuse me um you know mid 22 last year just seemed like it was such a roller coaster in terms of you know the rates jumping up four percentage you know like just it was just crazy i don't know i prefer um where we're at right now which is a little less uh Yeah, I I think we're going
1: to get into some consumer uh, where they're going to understand that they're not going to go back down to three again at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And um, the first half of last year, being like no first half, we'd had in a quote-unquote normal year um, other than the two previous to that. During the COVID years, it was complete mayhem and I think a really bad thing for, for all of our industries Uh, The service that was coming out of Title on Escrow was atrocious because we didn't have a choice. There weren't enough people. Um, People Mm -hmm. were, there was a term literally that was invented in the industry um, back then. We luckily didn't have any of these, but it was called runners. And literally people would show up for work that day and they'd get up and they'd walk out of, people that have been working in the industry for 20 years, they'd get up and walk out and never come back. I mean, it was that unhealthy of an environment in what wow. we were yeah it was crazy never seen anything like it and um i always joke around i i don't necessarily want to repeat it we could get a little bit closer to it than what we are right now but um yeah it was uh an interesting time for sure so i think we'll see some yeah. normalcy once we find that the the home buyers are are think are, are aware that we're not going to have a, a a drop back down into the Reason for us, I think that's right. kind of the what's going to be a, a good catalyst for it.
0: I agree, uh, and yeah, you know, just I would rather be on the you know upside and kind of ticking down yeah. slightly than you know going like exactly, exactly. Inventory and goes up, inventory goes up. Oh, what do we like? Yeah, it's just and we so we've, I,
1: we've got this stereo at CW where we're not, um, we don't want to rely on hope of interest rates, right? So even when we're operating where we're operating at now, it's like, what can we do to innovate, to bring value to our clients, hospitality, experience, so that we can operate when interest rates are where they're at? And that's our general focus. Anybody can do it when interest rates are at 3%. We just proved that. So so that's what what we're focusing our efforts on these days
0: yeah and that's good to hear because it's it's the same with our office too where we're just saying like this is a market for pros and mm-hmm. so are we pros like we say we are or are we um just realist just another real estate brokerage and company and obviously we feel like we're not sure. so you know that we but we also have to do all the things to be a pro and there are some sacrifices that are made and yeah you this is the market where you have to be good and and if you want the business that and and your business to look like you want to look and it does. It's not going to look the same way. It's not going to look the way, It's not looking the way we want it to look for all of us. I think right now. I think we all can agree there. Pr- and, and, I think we all have room to improve. But, the, like you said at CW, with the, your mindset is there, and, and that value and that experience and that value add for clients, I think is the right way to go. Well, there's it's the only there's way great to, opportunity
1: during times like this, and sometimes that opportunity. Is it shows itself in many different ways. One of which can be self improvement and self reflection. Yep. And how do we? And we were hanging on for two years, and now yep. it's a, a matter of how do we actually improve the operation, bring more value to our clients, and that's where the success is going to come from in the future.
0: Yep. see I told y'all it's going to be a good episode. All right, <laughs> we haven't even got other questions yet. <laughs> so, all right, so. As the executive vice president of CW Title, what are the biggest challenges like facing the in, the title industry? Um, so, as you know, like that's an interesting one. Um, and how is CW Title addressing any of those challenges?
1: You know, it's interesting. I, there are multiple different facets to the to that question. One of the main things, just from purely title insurance, is it's 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 fraud. And and the reason right. I say that is is because it's an insurance product, right? If all of a sudden car accidents go up, insurance companies have a problem, and hey, the so it, as title claims come more up, then insurance companies have a problem, and and in fraud, and and there's been some new twists on some old fraud and some new fraud that's come about, and okay. I'll kind of touch on some of those the the it's it's an instantaneous claim at that point so um yeah. especially okay. when we're dealing with the sizes of uh of dollar amounts that we deal with in in our zip codes that we work in um it, they can be very sizable the really? first i mean the wire fraud has always been a problem it's been a problem for a while we've all got disclosures within our purchase and sale agreements and all sorts of things that we work through we've seen a new mm-hmm. little twist on it it's a it's an it's an it's an old one, but it's seen an t- uptick. Normal wire fraud, they're trying to divert the buyer's money coming into escrow. So they, you know, the fraudsters okay. have hacked into somebody's account within the transaction. They sit, they wait, and then they pounce at the roughly about the time the buyer's right. going to wire their money to escrow, try to divert it to their account. That's still happening. Those attempts are still going. Okay. But what the, what the uptick we've seen now is... On the flip side of that where they're trying to divert escrow
0: to uh, uh,
1: disperse seller net proceeds to their account.
0: Was, we've seen this uh, for a
1: while. We've got policies and procedures in place and protocols to make sure that we don't do that, but we, that we haven't seen a lot of that recently because of all of those procedures. We kind of blocked that end of things. Um, we've uh, had three attempts in the last month and a half where they've tried to do that, which uh, is three more than we've had in the last year. So that's, that's yeah. uh, an uptick and not going away anytime soon. Another one is an old fraud um, scenario and it's earnest money deposit fraud where the, really? the quote unquote buyer, they're not really a buyer, they're a fraudster, deposits money into escrow and then cancels the contract a day or so afterwards and wants their earnest money back. Well, the check hasn't had a chance to clear and um, we had... And that's been going on for a while. We've got, again, policies and procedures to protect against that. Check hasn't cleared, okay. that sort of thing. But what we're finding now, and we had a scenario about a month ago that's different now than than the ones before. Normally before when we figured it out and we called yeah. fraudsters out, they would disappear into the darkness and we'd never hear from them again. Yeah. But we had one a month or so ago and a few uh, within the last couple of months where they try to do this, we, it's, it's blinking red lights when it gets to us. So we know what's going on. We do our due diligence on the check. And then we tell them, hey, th- we are not going to refund your earnest money now that this contract is terminated because the earnest money check that you gave us is fraudulent. And they're doubling down oh. and getting aggressive with us. They're wow. not disappearing into the darkness. They're pressing... Uh, even tripling down to say that they're going to turn us into the authorities if we don't wire the money to their oh yeah what? yeah i know it is it is it's new and they've they they're not disappearing until this last one i literally i was on the phone with the fraudster and explained to them that there was under no circumstances would be would so that, would we be refunding their earnest money and um and and the, that they should can discontinue reaching out to us. Uh, he did, which was lucky. Um, oftentimes some of the triggers just for your brokers to, if they're seeing these types of things, yeah. um, yeah. some of the oddities that you'll find, um, earnest money, say $10,000 earnest money for the contract. And the buyer wants to is deposit a hundred. Um, okay. obviously very atypical for a buyer to want to deposit that much more money than what is required per the contract. Right. Another one that we've seen is a uh, seller wants say ten thousand dollars in earnest money. That's the the, 100. and the buyer comes back and says, How about I give you hundred and fifty thousand in earnest money? So it just some any okay. of these there are things that are out of place yep. that are some good red flags for us. Yep. Um for us. So some twists on some old ones. But the main one and the, the probably the main thing that is uh one of the challenges facing title insurance is seller impersonation fraud. Uh, I know Kim's probably talked about this in your office. You've seen pliers that we've come out with, or I I believe, where we're trying to broadcast this. And seller impersonation fraud is hitting across the country. And our underwriters, we get memos on it continually. We have new underwriting requirements that we have to have. Um, And what that is, is where sellers um, typically who are... um, Vacant land—it's not always vacant land, but it is most often okay. vacant land. Most often, without any debt, um, and oftentimes the sellers for the tax address for the tax billing is mailed because there is no obviously property address to send it to on vacant land. They're either out of <laughs> state, out of country, or out of area, and so the fraudsters are combing through the assessor's records, I assume, to find these potential hits and then they're representing themselves to real estate brokers as the sellers and subsequently then oftentimes if it gets that far going into contract they obviously don't sign in front of a notary that is some uh one known to the title and escrow company or the real estate broker because that would they're they're off we assume in a foreign land but could be domestic we don't know and uh Yeah. yeah it's an instant failure of title not only to mention a waste of your broker's time and efforts because there's it's it's not a real contract at that point there is isn't right um and oftentimes we're finding that the that the sellers who are the real owners of the property are obviously are completely unaware of any of this taking place and often don't find out about it until much later on down the line until they go to do something with their property we've right i have so we look we've got rigorous controls in place to protect against this much of that falls on my shoulders because it's that important um for us yeah. to to make sure that we're filtering through each of these types of properties and i'm not going to go into all the ways that we try to go against it because i don't want to put that out in, uh, in the airwaves. Yeah. but the um i have literally talked to owners we had one it was a broker in tacoma and he, uh-huh. he got a listing from, uh, uh, I, I think it was a phone call, may have been an email, so no obviously yep. face-to-face contact with the seller. And he said, he, he told us, something seems off with this, can you investigate? So I did some research and um, online, trying to uh, get anything that can verify this information that this seller is, is telling us. I was uh, The tax address for the property was in West Seattle so i went to google maps zoomed in on the property as the you know with this with the street view uh it was a Uh vacant commercial building i accidentally zoomed in a little too close on one side and needed to pop out when i popped out there was no markings on the window for the business when Uh i popped out i turned the camera to the left and the sun hit the window just at the right time to be able to see the name of the business so we google the business The business owner's name was the name of the taxpayer. So and he I verified number at that point. I contacted him Mm -hmm. that day, left him a voicemail, and didn't get a return call that day. The next morning we get another request for title insurance from a on the same property from a different real estate broker. Now this is really starting to feel fishy, right? Yeah. and, and, and your brokers are in a catch-22 here because if it's a real deal, they don't want to be telling, hey, are you really the property, All right, There's some lines there right. that you have to be careful. With. Right. So we have to do a lot of this kind of independent of the seller that they're actually dealing with who may or may not be a fraudster. Yeah. So I contacted, uh, I left the voicemail, we got the new order in, and I just put everything on hold. And later in the day, the real property owner called me and at first he thought I was a scammer. I had to kind of walk him through who we were, <laughs> gave him our website, my pictures on, I was like, here's who we are, we're locally owned. Uh, and I, I walked him through what was going on and he was not intending to sell his property and had no idea of anything that was going on. And it's funny because we do this every day, right? We deal in a written property yeah. every day, yeah. but average people don't, they don't know. And so I, I, he literally asked me the question. He's like, Troy, so what is the name of the person who's trying? What, what name are they using to try and sell my property? And he was kind uh-huh. of flip about the whole thing at, for for most of the call. And I I paused for a second and I said, well, um, they're using your name because you're, the, you're the property owner. And he's like, and, and the light bulb went off. He's like,
0: Oh, then he perked up then, yeah, yeah. It
1: was like, whoa, they're using my name? I said, yes, they're yep. using your name. And so then we talked about more about some prevention measures. I told him we'd flag our databases, but there 18 other title companies out there that he needed to contact a real estate attorney to protect himself. Had we sold that property and not contacted that Penn. seller, it, w- it would be an instant, because we've got now a buyer who's legit with an owner's yeah. policy of title insurance protecting them, our agents it, 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 it would ultimately probably be brought into any lawsuit that the ultimate seller has because they were a party to that you trade. Matter. It would just have been a, a nasty scenario. And the, Absolutely. We've had about 12 hits on that, and we insure a lot more than 12 vacant land with no debt properties. So we're going through every single one of them to make sure that, that um, the seller is the real person. I will say in all of those scenarios to all your brokers the best tip I can say is if something seems odd call timeout. There's no yep. there's no rush. Call yep. timeout, call your experts, call us, call me, um get a hold of your 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 uh, account rep. It is super important so that you're not wasting your time and money and effort and uh, we we're all on the same page. There's the, the, we've had a few that got down to really close to closing that we've caught um just because of Man. the timing and logistics. And these fraudsters always want to close fast, um, mm-hmm. their speed is in their favor, um, we can always exactly. call time out to make sure that we're we're doing the right thing and making sure everybody is protected.
0: That's a great story, um and I, I think it speaks to like you actually go into that story, and I think it helps like say for example, if agents are sitting there like don't know what title escrow does yep. um and or what you guys do in your job and your daily job like. That you just literally laid it out and illustrated in a very um, eloquent and detailed fashion a story about like how this stuff gets stopped. And, and CW is a local, you know, like you're, you're local, right? You're here in Seattle. We are. And we've got
1: uh, 10 branches across Washington State and are the largest uh, title and escrow company headquartered in Washington. And we literally and figuratively have people sitting by waiting to take your call to answer those questions. We are the experts. Yeah. And whereas you don't, you, you and your brokers don't have to be experts in all of this, consider us a tool in your tool bag. And yep. we're, we're definitely here to help. And even if something seems minutely odd, or we'll tell you, well, you know, there are, there are some probabilities. We had one broker uh, here in King County who just said, you know, I just, something just doesn't feel right. And, and after investigating the scenario, I couldn't definitively tell based upon the information that she had. But I can tell her the, there are these seven of these ten red flags. So be cautious, yep. and um, because we've seen a lot and we'll probably and are kind of on that cutting edge of seeing it as new trends develop. So um, yeah, utilize us. We're we're here to help.
0: Yeah, and and that's it's really good for everyone to hear. It. Even even if people aren't an agent and have to call title, if you're a, a potential buyer or uh-huh. seller, it's good to hear like. This is this is stuff that's happening. That working with a real estate agent who has a resource like CW a CW Title behind them to vet some of this stuff out. Like I just had a uh, inquiry from my from the website from our website to me, and it was a buyer and wanted to know something something something. And I was just like, hey, let's. And it did seem kind of fishy, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to assume anything. I don't assume anything or judge anything. I just say like, oh, maybe English is their second or third language. All good, you know, yeah. like, um, so I would type back and say like, "Hey, you, you have a time to chat, you know?" And they want to look for like a three million dollar property or something like that, and and then I told Anna like, she was like, "Oh, I heard from that person too," and I was like, "Huh?" And it could be real, it could be not. I haven't heard back, but I they they did not want to get on a call with me, and so I was like, immediately, that's that's a red flag for me. I'm just going, okay, well, what's what's up here? But I also don't want to like shun somebody who wants to buy a three million dollar property it, so that's the dub,
1: it, that's the double edged sword that you guys are dealing with it and, and it right. is it is what's real and what isn't we don't want to it it, it is it is bad to uh have a froster reach out and waste time effort and money it's also bad to turn mm-hmm. down a potential three million dollar uh, purchaser right so it's trying to to yeah. vet through that and whatever we can do to help you guys do that it, it makes perfect sense
0: and and I don't what I don't want people to do as they're listening to this is I don't want them to not uh, continue to assume good intent.
1: True. One hundred percent. That's that's
0: what, that's why I'm sitting there taking the call. Like I assume good intent always, right? Yep. And so and and if there are red flags, just betting those out. One hundred percent. Being okay with saying like, yeah, you know what, this this doesn't feel right. So
1: yeah, we closed seven hundred transactions last month, and of those seven hundred, excuse me, of those seven hundred. We found two that were fraudulent. So, I mean, the the best intent is 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 clearly the overriding factor. It's just weeding out which ones those are that that aren't, and it, that's typically done by finding oddity or um, inconsistency in that in hurt. application, and that's what we're here for to help.
0: Yeah, and we were talking <laughs> we were talking earlier about AI and yeah. how what role it's going to play in seller impersonation, and so. Because, you know, like right now, I could go record myself, put it in an AI thing, and have myself talking in a robotic voice. And it might sound a little bit like my voice, but um, I forget, Synthesa or Synthesia or something like that. There's some sites that you can do that, and that's kind of interesting, and I'm wondering what that's going to do. So That goes into my second question, or segues into my next question, which is... uh, what are your thoughts on the future of the title industry and how do you see CW evolving with that in, in, in the years moving forward?
1: Well, it's it's funny. The concept of closing, a, from an escrow standpoint, of closing a transaction on time and um, without mistakes and being a success are long over. Now it's more about the experience. It's about a hospitality and a concierge feel. Um it, it, of course, we close it on time without a, without any errors, right? That's that's the, that's the that's that's the basement. Now it's about the experience, and that experience goes to facilities. That experience goes to uh, value adds. How are we uh, how are we communicating with our clients? Uh, are we providing them ease of use, uh, uh-huh. whether it's through portals, through like our Qualia system, whether it's through. Yeah. Uh, fillable forms and easy to to use forms, whether it's even as simple as a mobile notary coming to you or a remote online notary where you can notarize yep. your documents from your living room if you want. Um, those things that COVID brought to the forefront are are not going away. In regards to AI, I I, I see AI affecting the escrow side of the house a little bit less than the title insurance side of the house um okay the i i in the next five Mm -hmm. years or so i see it that all industries are going to be permeated with it and like we've discussed before i think ai is still in its infancy title insurance is generally has always been criticized as an industry slow to change uh slow to technology and i i still think that we'll be relatively slow to that um but that being said, we've got elements of AI that we're working with right now in title production. Is it perfect? Not by any means, but it mm-hmm. does enhance our experts. I don't think our experts are going to be eliminated. Now, that being said, on the backside of the next 10 years or so, I I see okay. it, 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 it learning on its own and figuring out those yep. pieces and becoming more and more involved in what we do. And I think that will um help benefit accuracy i think it will help benefit speed um which are two things that from a title insurance standpoint and especially a title commitment production standpoint that we battle with every day is speed and accuracy it's got to be the balance between the two so um i think it's going to our industry has learned over the past three years that our resistance to change in um technology or at least to embrace it Uh, is really only going to be those people that have three years left to do it in the industry (laughs) because those of us who have more than that um know that it's coming and we need to embrace it and to uh harness its 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 ability to enable us again ultimately at the end of the day it will be to enable us to provide a better client experience
0: yeah I think you're spot on um, on the AI front and we talked about this earlier and and just saying like yeah I think the more inputs like so like the more people use it and the more inputs it has because right now it doesn't have it doesn't have enough inputs I I believe to really learn on itself at the at the rate that I see it in the future because just not enough people like I use Google Bard every day yep. like daily instead of my I like actually use a Google instead of Google search I'll go to Bard first and then ask it the question and then talk like a person and then if I need to I'll hit the little Google search button and then it searches but in addition to all of that I, th- I, th- I also believe like um, KYC processes so like we were talking about the you know, you know seller impersonation and all these other things what is our even from an agent perspective say you get that inquiry and what does that process look like for us in terms of and i say kyc i just threw that out there like people know like in the crypto world like all of those exchanges and stuff use this process called kyc you take your, your 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 um driver's license you you take a picture of it it looks it up you, you sometimes you have to so i've done somewhere to do a face scan yep. kind of like a yeah and so those processes i think will help too and will have to be i think might be standard but i'm talking 10 to 15 years out maybe but like when someone inquires like hey just go through this little process real quick so that we at least can know that you're a real person um well and because right now if
1: yeah i mean and it, it that even goes to the whole concept of notarization right i mean that is such a yeah. tried and true um long-standing method of validating someone who is conveying title right if you're going to sign a deed is it really the seller that is signing that document or do they have fake id and all of that we had a scenario a couple of weeks ago where we had a seller in south korea and they were a they weren't a south korean citizen but they had been there for a a quite some time And under traditional remote online notarization, you have to go through the vetting process to do that. Typically, you have to have credit history and you have to have residency history to answer all of those questions correctly. And we couldn't pass that. And so now when we couldn't get an embassy, um, (laughs) a a notary Mm -hmm. appointment at the embassy for quite some time. So we were kind of stuck. I and in lieu of them literally getting on an airplane and flying home or CW Title getting on an airplane and flying to South
0: Korea.
1: <laughs> we, we we found a kind of cutting-edge remote online notarization vendor who one of oh, our local vendor. vendors had applied to, hadn't been approved yet, but um, we accelerated their approval. And this run in lieu of the... Um, the the vetting that traditional Ron companies use, they used biometrics, and it was yeah. so cool. It worked. We closed on mm-hmm. time. Everybody was happy, and we we it, it, it is it that is going to permeate what we do, especially from that aspect of it from an escrow side. Um, but, our ability yeah. to it, it was so cool to me that it, I, we weren't sure it was going to work uh Uh did and it was it's such a cool thing to think that now we can we've gotten to that point and if you stop and think about it it's actually more secure than sitting down at the title and escrow company showing them your driver's license it was secure for for us uh having gone through a biometric process than it is having a notary look at a license and and knowing whether it's a fake id or not i mean it's too
0: i agree it is
1: uh it, and it's embracing those types of things to to enhance what we do again it all circles back around to the client experience and it wouldn't have been a great experience for them if they needed to get on an airplane and
0: fly to the united states Seeing yeah, that that was that, that would have been doing the most yeah. um uh, so yeah that's just so it's so fascinating i nice. I want to backtrack and say, like I said, KYC, that means know your customer. That's okay. what that stands for. Mm-hmm. is for people listening or if you don't know that that terminology. But it's it's thrown around in that world uh, constantly yep. because of all of the scamming and all of the, like, there's, it like, scam artists just drive me insane. <laughs> they're like the scum of the earth. Like, I just, I'm going to go ahead and say it, They're the scum of the earth. Um, I agree with you 100%. I just really 100%. sit around and do me.
1: I spend a significant amount of my time each day defending
0: against them. I totally agree with you, Dave. <laughs> I, oh, it makes me mad! Like I'm just like you. Really, sit around doing this. Like this is so just dis- because again, I'm always assuming good intent in oh. people in general. So, um, and the challenge we face so,
1: is every time they're successful, we're funding their efforts to get better, and that is right. that's the scary part.
0: Right. Crazy. Um, so. What are some of the most important trends that you're seeing? I mean, we kind of might have hit on it, but in the in the real estate market right now, and how are you helping? How is CW helping your clients navigate that? Your clients being, you know, the people that are buying and selling, and/or the agents.
1: Well, and and I'm sure your brokers are seeing this in a condensed market. We're finding a lot more what we what we term forced sales, where it's not just. You know somebody's moving from one home to another you know a to b residential resale it's sales for a reason and whether that's estates or divorces the percentage of those has gone up and um those transactions are much more uh complicated intricate they require more question and answer more forms um it's one of the reasons why I, i I don't get to run out and play in the sun very often because they are uh, significantly more uh, challenging to get through as well for your brokers too, right? especially right. especially in divorce scenarios where they may not be amicable mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So yeah, we're seeing a higher percentage of that, um which isn't bad. It's just a sign of the times,
0: yeah, well, that's that's good, good, good info, and this is gonna go on to the next question. so. Like knowing that and hearing and hopefully people are hearing and listening to you speak and and say like, wow, this is a, well, first of all, it's a lot of good info uh, for anybody who's listening in in terms of what CW does and and title in general and escrow. Um, What is one piece of advice that you would give to realtors who are looking for a title company to partner with? And, you know, like, and I think you've already kind of answered the question in in just the way you've been explaining some of these things. But what should they? What What advice would you give to them who are looking for someone to title with, uh, to partner with, a title? Yeah, I, I
1: I think it goes to to client experience, and I know I've said that many times. And that's our, and uh-huh. I say that many times, and I find that that's the reasoning why a broker would want to choose a a title company because that's kind of our center, and the that client experience can go from the facilities that you have it goes as deep as to what happens when a title claim happens they're relatively infrequent um but what happens when when one one does happen and do you have access to somebody here locally or are you sending it off to some place in the midwest where it's going right. to get lost in a in a pile of national title claims uh, we actually had one title claim where um our underwriter had misinterpreted a portion of it. The buyer didn't, uh, the insured, the buyer didn't necessarily agree with that. They picked up the phone. They got our CEO on the phone, which is the hey. type of access that we have here at CW. And we ultimately ended up talking to the underwriter and, and kind of explaining, because we speak the same language that they do. And they ultimately said, oops, yes, we made a mistake. And they turned around and honored the claim. and. And the handle that therefore go forward. Yeah, it's that having that local advocate um, helps with that client experience and, and having right. access. We we've got multiple underwriters, so when the having the ability to pick up the phone and call me, our CEO, our uh, um, chief oper- operating officer, and just sure. running by the, the the decision makers are sitting here in the Pacific Northwest and yeah with multiple underwriters oftentimes we can call and we don't play mom against dad sometimes we do but with multiple underwriters <laughs> it, it, the title companies that have one they get one answer and if we get one right. answer from one we can say you know we can try out different brands mm, they got mad, the, yeah. right which is going to be least onerous um oftentimes they're the same but we at least have options yeah. there to to go down to Again, to make things least onerous for the client, to better, therefore then make it a a great client experience. It all boils down to that, because what yeah, we do is matter. a reflection of what you guys do, right? Because for all intents and purposes, you're the referring party, and if we're not doing, if we're not providing you and your clients with a great experience, then somebody else will.
0: Yeah, and and it, clearly, you're you guys really focus on customer service and experience, and. <laughs> You have another element of that, like that no other title company I've heard of has. And that's a children's book. <laughs> tell me more about how that came about. What is it? Like you told me about that and I was just going, wait, huh? That doesn't make, I mean, it makes sense. I just, tell me more about the children's book aspect. So of
1: this. this is something that's very near and dear to my heart, to our leadership at CW's heart. Um, it's the brainchild of our CEO, Todd Miller, and he, since like day two after he joined our company many years ago, has been trying to, had been trying to come up with a way to, um, knowing that when children are involved in the purchase or sale of a home and they're moving and there's anxiety and there's stress and unknown and all of those different things, having felt that well, myself as a child, myself as a child, um, we wanted to find a way that we could try to alleviate that, and so mm-hmm. that unleashed. Uh, well, we were, I will say, we're bound by by um, insurance commissioner rules on things that we can and cannot do. We didn't want to charge for this because that's not a value add. That's a, that's uh that's a uh, something that we didn't want to do. So what we, right. hit, The brainchild of Todd's was Project Diggery Do, and yes, every time I say <laughs> that I <giggle>. um Diggery Do. <laughs> Diggory do is a uh, children's audiobook from Audible. And yeah. we are um what we do is when we are signing or setting up our signing appointments and talking to buyers and sellers, we ask them if they have children under the age of eight. That's what it's geared towards. It's a, a young children's book. If they have children under the mm-hmm. age of eight in the home and if they'd like to have a copy of of Diggory Doo, it's moving day. And <laughs> the, the book is is the children in the family that are moving don't have any anxiety, but the the, the family's pet dragon diggory doo does Come here. And so um, the family is trying to make diggory doo feel better about the move and ultimately he does it's an eight minute audiobook it's a short uh, listen and it's it's free. We offer it to our clients that so choose to do it we've had great feedback on this uh we we, yeah. uh, we actually had a uh, a grandparent who didn't obviously have children under the age of eight in the home. And he said, you know, I don't, but I'd really like to have a copy of that to give to to my grandkids and we can.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So it's,
1: it's, it's another way of proving not, it's another way of adding value to our clients. It's another part of that experience, but ultimately the root of all of it is it just, it's just a really good thing to do to, 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 to help children yeah. in that scenario right it is uh, sure. we're, we're being good stewards and good humans at that point and and, and yeah that's that's the root of so
0: very that's really that's really cool yeah it's it's cool and, and out of left field honestly like i think for for me at least like what i'm hearing i'm like man that that but it does make sense though um and i like the fact that you're that you're just thinking outside of the box and i i really love that part of it you know and and i'm looking forward i'm actually going to go look it up you should, or, um,
1: or just request it. We'll send you a copy. The, yeah, I'll request it. The, up. And again, it's a game of inches, right? It's a it is yep. a it is a where well, we're trying again as we're adding that back. Is it needle moving? Probably not. But is it thing? It's mm-hmm. a, a good value add. Can art? Can all of your brokers who work with us say to their clients, "Hey, if you're in this scenario, CW Title will provide this complimentary this complimentary book." it's it's and it's fun right and if we can uh, help alleviate some of that i like i said i remember when i was a kid and i was nervous about moving there were no audiobooks back mm-hmm. then but um yeah it, it, if if it if it brings some joy or eliminates some of that to some of our clientele and helps our community that's uh, that's what we're all about
0: that's really cool um and i'm gonna and this this last question i have yeah. for you is not in the CW realm, but more just in the leadership realm. Uh, Cause we talked about the summer it being busy and all those things. Um, how do you maintain, you know, as a leader, you're, you know, you're in a leadership role of, of a big, big organization and big company and do some important stuff. And you're, you're, you know, shielding off scammers for, you know,
1: millions mm-hmm. of
0: dollars in some cases and thousands of others. And like, how do you maintain that balance as a leader um, in this particular market and stay optimistic in this market and stay, you know, upbeat and stay because people are following you, they're listening to you, all those things. How do you balance that? Is there like a level of self-care that you do or is there just, what's your secret sauce? Man, we got to know.
1: That's a great question. I think, well, I'm a generally an optimist to begin with. So right and our team members are, again, when, when we started CW, there were four of us and now there's 160 of us. And mm-hmm. so most uh, I, I've seen us grow and develop along the way, along with the, with the people that are that 160 team members that yeah. we have. So they become more like family. Um, I spend yeah. more time with these guys than I do my own real family. And, and so I feel like I owe it to them to maintain that optimism because there's a certain level of pessimism out there and we're, we're continually wanting them to stay positive positive because knowing full well that the clients that they're working with, not buyers or sellers per se, but, our, but the brokers right. that we work with are also facing similar pressures. And so to yep. stay, maintain our positivity with them as well. And I think generally our team is a positive team. How do I help yep. maintain that on myself? I, that is a, it, it's a, it's a daily challenge of mine and staying in, con, mm-hmm. in connection with them making sure that they know that their company cares. We had somebody the other day that said, um, I can't believe that my company would do that for me. And I said, well, the reason why your yeah. company will do that for you is because I work for this company too, and I wanna work for a company that would do that for me.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It, it, well, it, so there's this really cool blend that, that we have. Uh, our CEO, Todd Miller, has an open door policy and uh, best ideas win policy. Everybody's got a voice here. We may not always enact it, we may not always agree with it, but everybody has a voice and I think that helps bring people into being, or feeling like they're more than just uh, at their desk or in their team or in their branch. I think it helps develop kind of a, a, a concept of being a part of a greater we than, than that. And yeah so it is is it easy it's it's not, but it is sure. something that if you continually uh continue to try and do every single day uh you turn your head for a week and you can it can go sideways on you pretty quickly so we're yeah. we're, we're pretty uh in tune with what we're doing with our team to make sure that they can maintain that positivity
0: oh uh, it, it shows, and you know having met Uh, Todd when he first came in uh, because I didn't know the pre it it was prior um and then meeting you and we sat down with you all and and you you always have kept the same energy you know like you've always kept I just haven't seen y'all in a different um mode I guess if you will you know like it's always the same you're not you're not like too high too low just kind of you know an optimistic person just you know and I think that that definitely starts at the top with y'all, and then you know I'm sure it, it's it's got to be a great place to work and great place to work with. So yeah, I appreciate everything y'all do and and uh, and keeping that and maintaining that optimism because it, you know it's needed and and even Q, just being like a leader, you right. know.
1: Um, well, and and so. we've been to, another example is um, we've been doing um, leadership. Conver- we've been going to each of our branches and doing leadership conversations we uh, called it roommate. coffee or t- uh, coffee talk with pod so we've been and 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 it's about transparency at that point, right It's yeah. about being yeah. real yes, we know where we're at, but we're um but there's also opportunity within this and yeah. being real uh it helps when you're even keel like that, like you said Dave but um yeah. I think it's that transparency that being real and human beings that are just like them um right. helps to if they see us being optimistic generally that um organically then feeds to them um yeah and and being realistic and not trying to pull the wool over their eyes that we, we they're smart people yep. right? uh, just yeah just as your exactly. brokers are right they're smart people they yep. know what's going on and yep. and if we tried to do that it, it would be figured out very quickly and um, hey, yes. it would benefit
0: <laughs> yeah. no one so first or sure, uh people see through the all court- that um before we move on to our next segment do you have any other uh things that are burning on your chest that you want to get off that you weren't able to share or anything like that um
1: no that was that was me. fantastic and thank you again for the opportunity um it's always great to collaborate it's great to see you as always and yeah. um I'll, I'll just throw out there to everybody in those scenarios call timeout, call your experts yeah. and even if it's a normal title or escrow question, we're the experts. Don't get over the tips of your skis and try to answer something that may potentially put you in a precarious position. Utilize us. We're here. And not only do we um, we like to do that. That's fun and our team member, we've got the bandwidth to be able to do it. So our, our team is here, ready, willing, and able and we appreciate everything that you guys do uh, for us as well.
0: Alright, man. Well, Thank you. I appreciate all of that. And I think that those are good words to leave on. And with that, we are going to get to our last segment hot take. You know this is coming because you probably listened. We are going to get into hot take. Um, Are you ready for hot take? Either or questions? And we have five of them for you. Great. Are you ready? All All right. Summer or fall? Fall. Fall. Okay. What made you just. Just, uh, I think
1: college football and, uh, generally speaking, a slower real estate market. So can <laughs> yeah. see my family again.
0: <laughs> yeah. You said that and I heard that. All right. Audio book or reading a book, a real book?
1: I'm going to show my gray hair here and say paper. I, I like to yeah, look no, in I'm my with- hand. Uh, yeah. my, my lovely wife it. sits next to me with an audio book yet. So... Um, Oh really?
0: Yes. Yeah. Same with my wife. Uh, Anne's listening to audiobooks more now, and I, I just, I can't do it for some reason. Um, all right. Since we are in the summer, hot dogs or hamburgers? Uh, oh wow. Or neither? Are you? No. Are you, I, I,
1: I love a good hot dog.
0: Mustard, oh, okay. mustard
1: and chopped uh, white onion. way.
0: Ooh, that's that's good. That's good. Right, hot dogs. <laughs> My grandma, well, I go to my grandma's house. She's from the south, and we—I used to eat hot dogs. It would just be a piece of bread, mustard on but it, deep. and you put the hot dog diagonally, and you just fold it up. That's how I ate hot yep. dogs. And so now, when I'm with my kids, they look at me crazy. I'm like, "Hey, just use bread for the for the buns." they yep. like, Look at me like we don't have any buns. I'm like, "Yeah, you do. You got bread right there." What you They look at me like I'm nuts. Yeah, I
1: uh, yeah,
0: All right, so going to a theater or binge watching a series.
1: Uh, binge watching a series I really? just finished one uh, tail end of last weekend and uh, okay. Ted lasso and yeah uh, yeah, yeah I literally uh, shed a tear when it was over oh. because it was the writing was so fantastic. my daughters play soccer it was just had all of the uh, tenements of things that I loved and now it's gone so
0: yeah I think I need it. To- I'm hearing that a lot, and I'm a former coach, not- so I definitely um, I need to I need to sit down and watch that at some point. And if you're a Jason Sudeikis fan, yes. and this is not for you, for everybody else, Hot Ones. Huh? Um, him on hot. He was on Hot Ones, and I don't know if Hot Ones is a show where it's on YouTube. Um, and he, they go down the line and, he, and eat chicken wings with a spicy with a. Uh, like and it gets spicier and spicier and he and they interview at the same time oh wow and it's just hilarious and i think i'll, I'll probably end up doing some hot some hot takes we actually did one hot take uh with some hot sauce there's a there's a version uh, episode we did on inside a boat not too long ago with jenny wetzel but i think we're going to continue that and i'm going to be doing some hot takes uh with hot sauce and well thank you for doing that thanks.
1: after today
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I Oh good. I will be, uh, the first ones will be like people. I'll just let them know what they're getting <laughs> there too. So be a thing. All right. Last one. Would you rather live or no? I, I'll say this. I don't want to say live cause I, I, it, it all, I'll just say this East coast or West coast. Uh, you know, I,
1: my daughter is going to school in South Carolina and every time I uh-huh. visit there, she says, Dad, why are you so chatty when we're down here? You talk to everyone. And I said, because everybody's uh-huh. so nice. Yeah. Uh, Northeast coast, probably not. Um, if I were to go that direction, it would definitely be in the south. Um, yeah, but I'm a west coast Kent. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you in the south. Like, every- like Texas gets is bad, right? Which, I mean, for good reason in some ways. Um, but I love going down there. Hi. Like the the people, Southern comfort is a thing, cool. and I, I, I just think everyone should experience that. Southern comfort um, is people. definitely
1: real. Yes, yeah. and, and until you feel it and experience it, and it's and, and and have it sustained over the course of time when there, it doesn't resonate. There. But and when you do, you're yeah. And, I, and I, yeah. I've been trying to analyze how that reflects on how we are here at times. Um, uh-huh. And it's just different. It's the best way I it's can different. describe
0: it. It's definitely different. Well, Troy, it's been a great conversation and packed full of just really good information. So thank you uh, for you know agreeing to come on the show and taking time out of your day. I know you're really busy. And you know, hopefully, this was really uh, useful for people. I think it really was, and I think there's a lot of information here to digest for a lot of folks. And they probably might listen to it twice, and probably should. So, thank you. you. Appreciate did. you being here. I appreciate in. it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that, that will wrap up our episode today. Thank you for tapping in for this hour, and maybe a little bit out under an hour, but a really good episode. And if you want to get in touch with George uh, Troy. Troy, how do they get in touch with, do they call, email, uh, if they need, or do they, how do they get in touch if they need to have a question on some CW Title stuff? You bet. They can
1: email me at tst.george at cwtitle.net. My phone number is 425-896-3835 or get a hold of your, let your, uh, have an account manager, get a hold of your account manager. They can connect you with me. Our website is cwtitle.com. And uh, call any number on there. They'll patch it through to me. And we look forward to hearing from you.
0: Cool. And I will have that information down in the show notes. And with that, we are out of here. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one. All right.